0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 117. I'm your host, Carter E., joined, as always, by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr. of instaimage.com. Jeff, we officially have put a bow on winter sports, at least in our coverage area. Of course, we still have state basketball coming this week, but state wrestling wrapped up this past weekend, and then we are hopping into spring sports, and that'll be the end of the year. But before we get into that, would like to thank today's title sponsor, that is Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainsports.com. Jeff, with winter sports basically over, like I said, other than this uh, state basketball tournament coming up here Wednesday and Thursday, any uh, obvious glaring... Mm standout takeaways for you from this uh this winter season i'm putting you on the spot here because we did not discuss this before we got on on the mics glaring takeaways Hmm. um
1: the boys champions regional championship was an interesting yeah uh, great finish there yeah it was uh being down here carson douglas we don't really get to see the reno damani you know we didn't see that matchup during the year and reno beat damani and then they flipped. I mean, they split. So not knowing, you know, that's all we know. We don't. We didn't see the games. We didn't see how they played out. Uh, but Reno just kept chipping away, mm-hmm. chipping away. And it seemed to me that Damani kind of changed a little bit in that third quarter. We were talking about it during the yeah. game, and just kind of trying to blow the clock out, and that kind of backfired
0: on him. Yeah, you know, I don't hate it as a strategy. I do think the way they were playing up to that point would condone that level of gamesmanship, if you will. You know, let's back it out. Let's slow this down. There's no shot clock yet, so let's take our time. And, you know, those possessions just ended empty. And I think if they don't end—a couple of them don't end empty. I mean, very easy to say in hindsight. But, you know, a couple of those possessions don't end with zeros, and you're talking about a different finish. And, you know, here's the fun part, Jeff— there's no guarantee they're not going to meet for a state title. Like True. this isn't this isn't True. the 5A where they're going to both go lose to Vegas schools by 40. There's a there's a chance they run into each other again Thursday Thursday evening in Lawler, um, up at University in Vaterino. So they could get a fourth meeting and it could go right back the other direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, a great game though overall. I mean, it was it was it was about what you expect from a championship game. I know we were talking pregame. You thought it was going to be high scoring. I figured. We're talking about high school kids in a regional championship game. I imagine both teams are going to come out a little nervous. There's and something
1: about that third quarter with high school
0: basketball this year. It's been awful. Just, just a little slower than usual. You know, I just it's it's different for for every team. I've you know sometimes it's teams start really slow in the first half. Sometimes it's a second second quarter for teams. Um, Saturday, it was it was the third quarter and arguably part of the fourth. I mean, Reno held Damani Ranch to four points in the in the fourth quarter there, and uh, Reno was able to come back after trailing from the end of the first quarter until about the 2.10 mark left of the fourth quarter and put that one away, 47-43. Of course, on the girls' side, Bishop Minogue beat Spanish Springs uh, by 11 or by 9. I don't remember yeah. the final score off the top of my head. I think it was like 58-47 or 56-47, right around there. Going to be an interesting state basketball tournament. I will be there. We're taping this Tuesday morning. I'll be there all day Wednesday. I have uh, another assignment that came up. I'm going to be doing some freelance work for uh, Las Vegas paper. So I'm going to be taking this from uh, an angle of the some of the Las Vegas schools. We'll see how see how that goes. It's going to be a unique atmosphere with, uh, with the way things are set up right now. On the boys' side, Reno will take on Sierra Vista, and then Damani Ranch will take on Losi. Uh, that Reno game will be at 520. Wednesday, Losi will be at 840. And then on the girls' side, Bishop Minone will take on Legacy at 340. And then Canyon Springs will take on Spanish Springs at 7 o'clock. So <laughs> lots going on there. Uh, going to be some late nights in Lawler. That uh, boys' state title game starts at 9 p.m. Thursday. Yeah, so it ends Ten thirty. By the time awards and everything are done, talking like eleven fifteen finish. Yeah. And, yeah wow. Um, I guess for Reno and Damani's sake, you hope they're both. They hope they're both in it because finishing at eleven fifteen when you got a twenty minute drive home isn't a big deal, I suppose. You know, the Vegas schools are going there on going to be in hotels and, yeah. and on buses anyways, but going to be some some late nights in in Lawler. So uh, feel free to stay tuned to my Twitter account if uh, you're interested in those scores. I imagine you'll see them one way or another regardless wrestling side of things. Uh, no place winners for Carson high wrestling at state had some, some good results, but I know there were some, some injuries as well that that potentially cost them a shot there um, on Douglas side of things, two place winners, Ella Cavanaugh as a sophomore took second in the state tournament. That's her best finish uh, to date, obviously just with only a freshman season under belt to this point, but a second place finish. Nonetheless, she lost to a senior in that state finals meet so if you want to look at it very broadly kind of opens up i mean weight classes change and, and things like that but might might open up for for potential state title coming down uh down south there to Minden here yeah. uh, for the next year or two aaron tkanzik caps his senior year with douglas high school with another fourth place finish he took fourth place last year at state as well um but i mean all in all the The Las Vegas schools continue to really show what they're capable of at the biggest class. And in wrestling, I think Slam Academy walked away with six or seven state title winners out of the 14 weight classes. And that's just one school alone. I'm not sure the North had more than one state title from. I'm just kind of pulling this off memory. I don't actually didn't have this written down. So just two wrestlers from that end up winning the state title there. One was at 106 pounds and Cooper Sandoval from McQueen. And then Spanish Springs got one as well. And Dominic Ruiz from uh, at 144 pounds there. Excuse me. But yes, yeah, Slam Nevada won 113, 120, 126, 132, 138, 150, 165. <laughs> and then Gorman, Liberty, Green Valley, Shadow Ridge, Centennial had a state title winner as well. So. Um, you know, I'm sure that'll be something that's that's addressed in in realignment. I imagine it's going to be a little trickier though because Spanish Springs competes. I mean, they are they are hands down the most dominant team up in the north and have been for the last decade plus. But for the rest of the the north, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how it goes. McQueen finished third in in team results right behind Spanish Springs, but then there wasn't another uh, North team until Damani Ranch at, at eight. So be curious to see how how realignment shakes up wrestling or if it does at all you know i mean sometimes it's just they left them in 5a this year maybe maybe that's something that the the north wants and they'll stay there but be curious to see what that looks like uh come next year but <clears throat> otherwise douglas 15th as a team carson 16th as a team obviously you know i they're not too uh, hard on on team points they're looking for more of the the individual titles at least in this season so Otherwise, that's gonna do it for our winter sports coverage uh, through February twentieth. Like I said, we're taping this here Tuesday morning. Spring comes next, and gonna be a lot to a lot to cover. Things ramp up pretty fast. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the first date for first possible date for competitions for spring sports is February 29th, So it's nine days from today. So by the time you hear us next week, uh, maybe we'll have a guest. Who knows? But by the time you hear us next week, spring sports will be. Ready to roll. And uh I know that usually starts with most teams being out of out of state because of the weather around here, at least baseball, softball. Right. Uh, kind of We're things. starting
1: here this year with a Bearman tournament for baseball. Okay. They have uh like two doubleheaders in the first, I think, the f- whenever that first weekend in March okay. is. So they're playing. That, that tournament's fairly big, uh, a lot of the Reno teams, and then they bring in looks like some redding teams are coming enterprises coming which i think they they've been here the last couple of years maybe it's uh fast and furious i mean there's a ton i think there's three-day tournament and there's got to be at least 20 games so a lot of teams involved
0: yeah i know douglas softball will go back down to arizona and try to take on some of the the best teams from down there much like they did to start last year obviously they are the defending state champs here in uh nevada so and it's good to talk to Talia at the game
1: on just to hear that she's, she's hundred yeah. percent. So that was.
0: Yeah. Very, hear. very curious to see what, what the softball landscape looks like this season. It sounds like there's been uh there's some newcomers and then obviously some, some sounds like there's some transfers as well who may not be playing this year, but you know, you, you'll start to get a look at some of these teams that maybe weren't so, weren't so hot last year that are, that might be more much more in the mix this year. And, you know, of course, between Talia Haley Wilkinson and a number of those other seniors for, for Douglas there, their sights are set on, on another, on another ring. And I mean, yeah. I think that's only fair given the way last year ended. For sure. I know
1: tra- you're talking about being on the road track. Uh, my daughter's going to be throwing this year, so that'll be a new experience for me. But uh Douglas is hosting an, an early. I think it's on the second, whatever that. It's that same weekend that baseball gets going fast and furious. Uh, the Douglas is hosting a, an invitational. I think.
0: Yeah, we'll get to more of that uh, here coming. But yes, uh, I know they've got a couple of a couple of home meets as as well. Um, get to get to that as we kind of dive into spring sports. But you know, otherwise. Jeff, anything else from the the winter sports scene you want to touch on while we're while we're here? Um, Nothing
1: I can think of. It's it, we talked. I mean, we talked about it several times. It seemed so fast and furious that it was. I mean, we're already February is almost done, so it seemed like it went so fast. But I guess that's pretty typical for this time of year. And
0: now we get to go outside and pack up all our winter gear <laughs> for spring sports. Hope it doesn't snow sideways too often during oh. any of these. Uh, Outdoor events, baseball, softball, track, golf, you name it. And I know I know everybody kind of deals with their own challenges when it comes to to early spring in northern Nevada. But it should be interesting. I do know that uh, Carson High Boys Golf has a new coach this year. That will be Kyle Walt. He has taken over uh, there. I know that's a position they've been looking to get some uh, a, a new face into for a year or two now. But they it looks like they got that in, in Kyle Walt. So we'll see what uh, Carson Boys Golf can do. Do this spring as well. Otherwise, I think it's just kind of ramping up for March Madness. I mean, we got it's college basketball looks like it's it's a bit crazy this year, though UConn went and just absolutely ran Marquette out of the building this past weekend. So <laughs> makes you wonder if UConn's gonna repeat as as national champs because they are the number one team in the country right now and Marquette was number four and they beat Marquette by thirty. Oof. So be interesting to see there uh, again another some another topic we'll get it more into as we, as we get a little closer to that uh, you know jeff anything on the on the soccer front that's uh, worth touching on right now are they are Same, they the mls is starting up yeah yep this coming weekend is the first round of games
1: so that'll be always interesting at the beginning because all these teams make all these moves with players and it's like really is that gonna help you or is that gonna be so we'll see uh, you, always, you always, I guess, you always wonder with your team. You pick up a player here, and it doesn't. I don't think it matters with what sport. I mean, talk about Shohei Ohtani at, at, with the Dodgers. I mean, yes, he's going to be impressive just because he's that kind of guy, but. Was that? Do they have the parts and pieces around them to actually make any any difference? So
0: they do, Jeff. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they do. Yeah. Uh, that that is spoken like a two giants. Yeah, fan. that is that is going to be going to be hard to watch this year. Uh, it's funny you brought up baseball. Baseball's in a very uh, interesting position this year. It's it's similar to an off season about about five years ago. I think it was the twenty eighteen off season where things just moving a little slowly. Um, there's still some big name free agents out there and uh, everybody's reporting to camp i mean i know the giants had had pitchers and catchers report like a week ago the the players are there already and uh you know you said something along the lines of will will this person will x fill fill these holes and uh, because these big name free agents are still out there looking for these big paychecks and teams aren't giving it to them teams are instead you know, signing alternative guys who you very much have to ask the question, is this person actually going to, to fill the need that, that you're hoping to fill? And who knows? I mean, there's, there's a chance you could see some of these big name free agents sign in May, in June, like after they've played 60, 70 games of the season. And they're all, it's funny enough. They're all managed. Their, their agent is the same guy in Scott Boris. And Mm -hmm. he's notorious for holding out for top dollar and, uh, I'm not sure there's going to be an MLB team that budges on on these top dollars because you mentioned as, as a Giants fan the Giants appear to be one of the teams that a have the capacity to spend and be the need and they don't seem to be doing either when it comes to at least some of those those big guys um, the Boris Four as they are calling them because there's four mm. four names two hitters two pitchers all repped by the same same guy who are all looking for nine figure deals and. Mm we'll see I mean it's it's kind of wild that a pitcher coming off winning a a Cy Young in the NL Blake Snell who you know named the best pitcher in the NL last year can't get the contract he wants and I don't think it'll happen but there's rumblings that he might have to sign a a one-year flyer deal which is like but he just won the Cy Young that doesn't make any (laughs) sense he just proved he's the best pitcher but those underlying numbers they uh they weren't so friendly to, to Blake Snell and that's that's baseball for you now i know that's sports in general uh it, it tends to compute better in my brain for for baseball it tends to make a little more sense some of these uh more advanced analytics but yeah baseball offseason's been been a strange one yeah yeah i baseball is intriguing
1: to me with and the nba too they have so many games and you're gonna lose games yeah there's no absolutely no way you, that you won't lose up a game in, in major league baseball just which one is it going to be, and and maybe I don't know these utility guys. You just got to make it through the grind of the su- of the summer and
0: and get to September, October, and see what happens. I guess. I mean, shoot some of the some of the problems just getting through the grind of spring training. Like yeah. there, you see you see some of these. You know, the Giants have a couple extra catchers, one of which that seems like they've been poised to move on from for months now, but they haven't, and if one of their guys in front of him gets hurt in spring training they've got they've got a backup plan yeah. and so it seems like they'll they'll move on post spring training from uh from this catcher his name is Joey Bart um, one of their top picks from a few years back but right now still still in the system still he doesn't he's out of minor league options so they're going to have to do something with him but at the moment they don't they don't feel too pressed to to make any changes and that's that's kind of unique cuz it seemed it seemed like for months they went and signed another catcher within free agency, so it seemed like it's been kind of, all right, Joey, the, the door's closed, but I don't think oh, it has. Oh, that's really interesting. At least uh, not yet. Thinking about the moves that the
1: earthquakes have made, and some of them are like, okay, everybody in America thinks that your goalkeeper was the, one of the best of the season, and you brought in two new goalkeepers, albeit you lost your second goalkeeper to a very bad knee injury, so he's out, period. I mean, he's not going to. There's no chance he's back before the season's over. But you brought in two more goalkeepers, and they're not backups. And you have a th- you have a fourth goalkeeper on your MLS Next Pro team. What 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 is really going on here? You got some some money deal on the side going on, and so I and their preseason's more or less over. I mean, they're training for their first game this weekend. So um, a lot of these guys that they've signed didn't touch the field in preseason. So it's silly season a little late but here
0: we are yeah here we are and uh i appreciate you guys handling the some of the the ramblings we've had here in the last few minutes of the, the podcast will be will be more uh northern nevada centric here here come next week as we get into things but you know with with the end of winter sports honestly i think we other than you know a couple of these playoff basketball games and state wrestling we pretty much kind of wrap things up last week so we will officially uh Close close the book here on on winter sports. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's who's listened. I have gotten some great feedback throughout the throughout the months here over over winter, and hope we continue to to hear stuff like that from the community. And I'll do my best to continue to try to get some more guests on the podcast because i know just listening to to me and jeff go back and forth sometimes isn't the most uh, intriguing even if you're you know feel like you are sitting in the room with us so uh thanks to everybody for listening of course thanks to played again sports for being our sponsor you can check them out online at playedagainstports.com your best place to go for new or gently used sporting equipment and also in the topsy lane shopping center Thanks again to Jeff Mulvihill, producer, InstaImage.com, as well, and you can check out all of our work at nevadaappeal.com and recordcareer.com. That's going to do it for us, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.